Barry Soper, political editor, is with us now. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. So not an, not happy creating a welfare state, we now are creating a welfare globe. Well, you imagine how lovely it would be sitting in a village in India and uh, checking your bank account and you see 115 or $16 has just been dropped in it and there'll be another two payments. Um, or if you're in Doha, and I know a lot of people say you can't drink in Doha, but you can if you're in a Western hotel, uh, you'd have a round of drinks there and uh, know that you can do it a couple more times if you had uh, passed through New Zealand, worked here for a short while and earned uh, less than $70,000. I mean, the amazing thing about this, Heather, is that the government, as it uh, is frequently, was warned by both Treasury and Inland Revenue that this sort of thing would happen. But uh, in order, like the farmer on a steam train, uh, trying to um, shovel the old money into the firebox, Grant Robertson decided it had to happen. Money had to go out. Uh, reportedly, there were more than 700 staff at IRD uh, working on this. Uh, that apparently includes 300 contractors that have been brought in to do it. And um, it's rather ironic, isn't it, Heather, because we were discussing this last week. And first of all, they said there were about 160,000 taxpayers they might not be able to find, and now they're finding taxpayers they don't want to find. I mean, it's an incredible situation. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll have to figure out how this works when we talk to David Parker after six o'clock. Um, why do you think the well, Prime Minister... Well, good luck on that one. <laughs> well, we'll give it a hoon, eh? We'll give it a hoon, we'll yeah. see. Um, why, why Why do you think the Prime Minister is, I don't want to say cozying up to China, but being so friendly with China at the moment? Well, certainly, if you look at the rhetoric, and uh, I've been doing that, if you look, because I've had time before last week, um, you know, when she was at, uh, speaking to NATO, it reminded me of the sort of rhetoric that David Longy used to indulge in, uh, no great friend of the United States, but certainly uh, uh, friendlier with countries like China. And that uh, was the case. It has been the case uh, with Jacinda Ardern. Uh, she gave uh, a speech to a China business summit at the Cordes Hotel in Auckland before flying out to Samoa today. And certainly the rhetoric was softer than many were expecting. Um, Today's speech was all about diplomatic uh, recognition. 50 years ago, uh, New Zealand's overseas trade minister, then Joe Walding, made the first uh, visit to China by a New Zealand minister uh, since the founding of the People's Republic back in 1949. Um, I knew old Joe. He was known as the pie, pie maker from Palmy because he was involved in catering before he got into parliament. Uh, and he was appointed our high commissioner by David Longy, um, in London, but died a few months after taking office, uh, reportedly with a with a cigar in hand. Uh, that's the story, anyway. But uh, when you look at the um, the rhetoric of uh, Jacinda Ardern today, uh, she said that China and New Zealand have both been major beneficiaries of relative peace and stability and prosperity in mm. our region uh, and globally. And what? Interestingly, she pointed to, and this could be uh, maybe an indication of things to come in the future, Heather, uh, she said the rules and norms and institutions like the United Nations underlie that st uh, stability and prosperity and uh, they remain indispensable. Well, here she is talking up the old UN again. I just wonder what, for what reason. Now, Barry, do we need to give you a little moment to have a rant about something? Do you want to rant? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I haven't been out and about, and a lot of your listeners won't have been either. 
uh, because of the COVID lockdowns and the situation here. But I was giving a speech in Christchurch last night and um, I was um, very generously from the hosts put up at uh, what I'd describe as one of the top hotels in the city. Walked into the room. Uh, there was no soap to be found anywhere in the room when I went to wash my hands. Uh, there was no body wash in the shower. The ironing board uh, was broken and couldn't be used. Uh, the iron was left, uh, left black marks on a white shirt. And the bedside table uh, literally came away from the wall that it was meant to be attached to. Now, don't forget, this is a five-star hotel. Um, and uh, it's now got, and I think this is probably pretty common in hotels these days, which is rather sad. You can hang up along with you do not disturb sign outside your door uh, saying that help with a greener stay because you can protect the environment by hanging this outside your door before 2 a.m. You can bypass housekeeping to conserve yeah. energy and water, to preserve resources and to reduce waste. Well, um, you know, bring back the migrants, that's what I say, and we might have better services in our hotels. We're certainly uh, not getting that when you book into hotels at the moment, if that's yes. anything to go by. Not great for the tourists, say, when they do arrive. Barry, thank you for that. Barry Soper, political editor.